0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ben and Chris Talk Sports. I'm Chris. I'm Ben. And we're here to bring you our opinions on our news notes and happenings from around the world of free agency. The 2021 NFL free agency special bonus show, whatever you want to call it. We're here to break down all the free agent moves so far. And just to clue you in on how many there were, I originally started doing uh, essentially an Excel spreadsheet and I tried sending it over the bend during the day. Of course, I'm technologically uh, uh inept at times, so I just sent him a blank sheet instead of the actual spreadsheet. And uh, but I stopped. I stopped filling it out and I just started taking screenshots on my phone because the <laughs> the the signings were coming so fast. Uh, it just uh, yeah, we weren't just going we're not just going to stand here and read out on a list anyway. It'd be boring as hell. So uh yeah, I decided to just send Ben what I had, let him screenshot it, and then, you know, we'd uh, we'd go from there. So, uh, how do you want to do this, Ben? What, what do you want to do? Like, uh, this isn't a normal formatted show. This is just free agent talk because today is a 17,000 recording. Happy St. Patrick's Day to those of you who celebrate. Uh, and if you don't, happy St. Patrick's Day anyways. Um, and... You know, as you're as you're listening to this, it will be tomorrow morning, the eighteenth. But the new league year officially started today, which means the previous three days were legal tampering in air quotes. Which means teams could uh, come to terms with players, they could talk with players. There there was no rule breaking going on. You could get things set up, but contracts couldn't actually be signed until today. So it's a lot going on. There's going to be a lot more going on the next few days. Some big name players we thought would be signed really, really quickly uh, have yet to apparently even meet with teams or really entertain offers, which is, you know, their prerogative, I guess. But you might want to hurry up before all the money gets dried up. Um, It's actually good for us because that gives us more to talk about on our next couple episodes. So we already got some content there, which is nice. Uh, It's always good when the rundown can help write itself. But so what do you want to do, Ben? How do you want to get into this?
1: Well, why don't we just start on the NFC side?
0: Start on the NFC side. All right. This is the uh, – the, spoiler, if you haven't been paying attention, there is one team that has uh, been uh, heavily, heavily involved in free agency. And it just so happens to be Ben and my favorite team. So we will – the second half of the AFC will be a lot of Patriots talk. Um, we promise it will be good, though. So if you don't like the team, don't worry. It's not going to be – all rosy because i know ben is not crazy about some of these contracts so where in the nfc do you want to start
1: i'd actually be interested um since we're we're starting with the teams the four teams that have are, are supposedly still negative as far as my list because we understand me and chris go to different sources but the four teams on my list that are Uh, still over the cap are actually all four NFC teams, the Eagles, the Saints, the Bears, and the Rams. I just find it interesting that we're at recording now at 10.53 p.m. and they're still over the cap. What is going to happen there is something that we're going to be looking at over the next few days to see is there going to be a punishment or maybe some transactions come across that we just – didn't know about didn't wasn't, right, weren't privy right. to and then all of a sudden their their cap will be magically where it's at but i think the high point for the day is the monster deal that trent williams got Oof, with the 49ers. my
0: goodness my goodness
1: he, he got six years 138 million dollars and 55 guaranteed that is Earth-shattering, Chris.
0: Yeah, I, bl- I believe the, uh, the the previous record for uh, offensive linemen was uh, Mr. Ronnie Stanley of the Baltimore Ravens, signed about midpoint last year, uh, right before the poor guy actually got injured and missed the rest of the year. He signed a big contract extension. I believe that was 5 or 6 for 98. So uh, mis- Mr. Williams went quite a bit over that. Of course, with a contract like that comes a hefty guarantee was uh, 55, 55.1 million, I think it
1: is. 50, yes, sir.
0: Uh, so that's um, – nobody's going to be starting to go fund me for Trent Williams anytime soon. He's, he's doing pretty well. Um, but, I mean, an elite-level offensive lineman uh, on a team that has an injury-prone quarterback for the time being uh, and loves to run the ball, that's one of the reasons they paid George Kittle as much as they did too because he's probably the best blocking tight end or one of the top blocking tight ends in football. So they paid him. They paid like, guys like Trent Williams. It's a great offensive line. Um, now, I mean, it says here, uh, and again, just, just to, just to give credit to the sites that do the work. So Ben and I don't have to try to do these calculations. I use over the Ben uses spot Uh, both are really good sites. Um, According to uh, over the cap, they have uh, just about just just under twenty point five million in cap space. So, I mean, I don't know actually. Uh, let me actually look and take a look at this. Uh, no, um, okay. Trent Williams' contract is not added to that yet, so I'd assume that number will be significantly lower.
1: Uh, well, his AAV is twenty three. Uh, yeah, so well, it's probably somewhere uh, around eighteen to twenty.
0: Yeah, we all know though the first year cap it is is usually lower. Like, yep, we've seen a lot of big contracts, and then like, oh, the first year cap hit's one point five million on a sixty million dollar contract because again, they can, you know, kind of fudge the the bonus money and the workout money and make that base salary cap hit much much lower for year one. So. Uh, it, you know 49ers aren't putting himself in cap peril. They're you know they're they're in pretty good shape still, but this is a monster deal. I mean, uh, this is just insane.
1: You want to hear something funny, Chris? What's that? The numbers. So, the next um, highest AAV is uh, David Bakhtiara, and he's only ten thousand dollars less. Really? Yeah. Okay, but it puts him at the because I, I, we, we know oh, we read all the tea leaves and the AAV and the guaranteed money are kind of the two things that right play, players look at as where they are on the the tier list of 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 players in the league and and that just and that extra ten thousand makes him the highest AAV and obviously, you know, signing bonus makes him the highest signing bonus. And guaranteed money. I I don't have that information, but – or, I don't know, uh, the 55. That's right, it was 55. But it, it's just interesting that some in some aspects, just the contract is, is almost, com- almost as competitive as the players on the field.
0: Yeah, it's – oh, man, I'm going to – I mean, I don't even know what to say. I This is by far, so far, the biggest contract in free agency for a t- 32-year-old offensive lineman, an elite-level offensive lineman. But that goes to show you, uh, kids, if uh, you're out there and you're a football player, don't, don't feel too bad if you're an offensive lineman. Just get as good as you can at it because you can make a nice career out of it. Um, I didn't expect anything near. Uh, you know you get paid well, but. I don't even think it's so much, you know. Obviously, the overall number is higher because it's six years. Yeah. At the AAV, if it was a four-year deal, it'd look a little bit more reasonable. Three years, you know, same thing. I was expecting a three to four-year deal for him because a, a contract like that, while it's 55.1 million guaranteed, so there's a lot of money he may not make that's on the table. Uh, you have to figure they're not they're not cutting him after one year. There's no way they can. So I mean, you're looking at two, three, four years of that contract, and then probably dead cap after that. So I only say that to say, who knows how this guy will age health-wise. He's 32 now. He'll be 38 by the time the contract's done. There's not a whole lot of dominant 38-year-old offensive linemen. So you kind of wonder if that was the smartest move to go that long on it. But... They did what they felt they had to do. They had to cap them. They wanted to keep them. Um, I just always kind of get a kick out of it when teams go so far over the top compared to what everybody else had. It's like when, you know, the Chiefs signed Mahomes. It's like, I don't think there was a contract over $300 million for a quarterback. There were very few over two, if any. And they're like, oh, 10 years, half a billion. It's like, wait, what? Are we. T- what do you play with Monopoly money, What are you doing? But it's uh, it's like the kid with daddy's credit card when he goes out to the mall wants to be a big shot and doesn't care what it costs. At the end of the day, just you know, wants to look good. So, uh, oh, well, good luck to him with that contract, and congratulations to Trent Williams because uh, he got quite a haul. What else stands out to
1: you? Um, actually, uh. The Washington football team kind of stands out a little bit. Uh,
0: I was hoping we'd go there.
1: Cuz uh, we know what the um, the Cowboys have done, right? They they signed Dak Prescott. That's about all they really could do. I mean, they've done a couple minor moves, but nothing severe. Eagles obviously can't are, are stuck in the mud still. Can't do much. And, and they're they, they are,
0: by the way the only team that has yet to make a free agent move.
1: Right. So, and they can't because Right.
0: Right. Because of their cap situation, yeah.
1: Right, and um, the Giants, I I don't I haven't seen much out of them. I know they've done a couple things here and there, but nothing like major.
0: Well, they re-signed their big man. They re-signed Leonard Williams, three for sixty-three.
1: Ah, uh, that's right, that's right. That's so right. they
0: they they did have him. I believe they had him franchise tagged, and but they did come to an agreement on a on a on a, a longer term deal, three years. So uh, they got that, and they signed John Ross, also former Bengals receiver.
1: Uh, but I I like what the Washington football team did. They they, they knew what they had. Yep. They had a really good defense. We can't we can't disagree with. They had a really good defense, um, and they just needed to put together a formidable offense. And you know they picked up two cornerbacks and a and a linebacker, William Jackson, Ronald Darby, and and Pierre Louis, which is you know they're they're. Not long in the tooth, but one's over 30 and one's almost over 30. So they're seasoned veterans that probably could really integrate themselves into that defense really well yeah. and really bring it to another level. Curtis Samuel, that's that's the big deal right there yes. for them. Yes,
0: yes. And sleeper, Ryan Fitzpatrick.
1: I'm hoping – they're going to look at another quarterback and because we know what Fitzpatrick is. He's he's going to make some plays and he's going to make you some terrible throws. It's really about how he, he's not a game manager. He'll never be a game manager. And I No, don't, he's, he's him, your
0: gunslinger, your classic gunslinger, yeah.
1: And I don't think that's what Ron Rivera's going to want. I mean, it's an interesting sign.
0: Riverboat Ron?
1: Well, we saw what he did last year with, with – Alex Smith. And I think Alex Smith's second half of the season is kind of reason why they got to the playoffs. And Alex Smith is a game manager. He's not going to wow you with stats, but he's also going to turn the ball over. Right. Right. Um, So I'd be interested to see what they do at, at quarterback as far as young guys or if Tyler Taylor Haneke. Yeah. If he's, if he's sort of in the running on this one, but it's, It's some good moves. It's not crazy, but it's some good moves. And they still have some cushion. You know, they got 22. If everything's up to date, uh, they have 22 million still uh, to work with. And I think they have some moves they can make to bolster their team. They've actually signed Lamar Miller, too. Uh, The numbers aren't out, but it's it's a good team that they're bringing back and they're adding some good – important pieces and they're not breaking a bank for it either
0: no and look you're not wrong at all ryan fitzpatrick uh i'm 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 a little more optimistic about that signing because here's the thing um look i i don't mean any disrespect to alex smith i have all uh, an infinite respect for what the man did to come back from his injury to go through what he went through i can't imagine that to wonder every day for the better part of a year if you're going to lose your leg or not between your countless surgeries to get back on the field. So, I mean, nothing against the human being himself. As a player, he's not that exciting. You're not going to get a whole lot of excitement out of Alex Smith.
1: No. Just
0: pure excitement in a game. And, and that's not always a bad thing because you're also not going to get stupid turnovers. So It's not always a bad thing. You're going to get a little bit more excitement with Ryan Fitzpatrick. You're going to be able to have him come in, and look, there's a lot of things you don't watch him teaching your young quarterback, Taylor Henneke if he is a starter. But there are some good things, too. Brian Fitzpatrick isn't afraid of a damn thing on the football field. He will throw the dumbest pass imaginable in the face of three guys rushing at him. Sometimes it's bad, sometimes that's good, but he's going to teach whoever's there to not be afraid. And if you get the guy, with the quarterback with the right mindset, that can be a really good thing. Remains to be seen. Who knows? Um, but I, I like it on a one year deal, too. Doesn't work out. You're off the hook next year. No big deal. No sure. problem. I do still think they're going to bring somebody else in. They're going to bring in a rookie or maybe trade for, uh, trade for, I don't know, backup somewhere. Maybe they go after Gardner Minshew, who the Jaguars have said is possibly available. I can't imagine he'd be all that expensive considering they know they're getting Trevor Lawrence. Um, but I love I love the uh, you know, Willie Jackson going there. Like yeah, I said, already mm-hmm. had a great secondary. Yeah, he's a little bit older, but he is a very smart player. He's a versatile player. Uh, and he's a guy Ron Rivera, I can do a lot with. Um Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, uh, the uh the, the good young running backs. They got a pretty decent offensive line. Uh the Logan Logan Thomas? Logan Thomas. The tight end. Looked yep. awesome last year. You got some guys in there who aren't made to throw, excuse me. Aren't afraid to throw the ball over the middle. Um that along with that defense, Washington could end up being the team to look out for in that division. Let me tell you because I don't know how much better the Giants are going to be. I don't think the Eagles are going to be a ton better they could be. Um it all depends on how their young players over, drafted over the last few years really adapt. Uh, the Cowboys, who knows? <laughs> Look, Dak is awesome, but even with Dak last year, they weren't lighting the world on fire. So I, I saw a meme that uh, – <laughs> it was uh, – I think it was on NFL memes on Facebook, and it said uh, the uh, Cowboys and quarterback Dak Prescott agreed to a four-year extension of not making the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, it's, that's probably true. And only funny because I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I mean, who knows? Um, this could <laughs> this division could be a laughing stock again this year. It's, oh, it's hard to imagine that they were they're going to be as bad as they were last season. But yeah, Washington for sure has they had cap room, but they didn't just go out and spend wildly. They spent in positions they needed uh, because they have good leadership. Uh, Daniel Snyder is letting Ron Rivera do his thing, and he's not interfering, which is what he should have done twenty years ago or however long ago he owned that team, it felt like forever. Um, But yeah, they... They are definitely, definitely going to be a team to look out for. Um, I just want to say it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Aaron Jones hates me. Um, I like Aaron Jones. Great player. I like watching him. I know I was rough on him. uh, The season uh, before this, uh, 2019, said I thought that he was not quite as good as everyone else thought he was. And he proved to have a great season in 2019, killed it in 2020. Um, (laughs) The Packers had zero wiggle room in the cap and somehow signed him to a four-year extension, four for 48. Um, About, I don't know, but 48 hours after I said there was no way he was coming back, they were stupid for letting him go to free agency. They weren't going to re-sign him. He was going to go be a Jet. I've been screaming he's going to be a Jet for about two months now, if not longer. And he just turned around and they found cap room. They found some coins under the couch cushions, I guess, and they brought Aaron Jones back. So I know nothing about the cap. I'm absolutely clueless. I apparently did an abacus to count the fingers on my hands. Um yeah. So Aaron Jones hates me, but I still love you, Aaron, and I would I would still draft you. So
1: yeah, just a fun fact for you, Chris though. Don't no don't feel too bad. He is the sixth highest uh running back paid out of AAV.
0: I really thought he'd end up top three with this contract. So the year he had last year. Even with a lower salary cap. I thought teams were gonna throw the throw the blank check at him.
1: You gotta if you think about it, Chris, he only got two million less than Derrick Henry. And he got the same contract as Joe Mixon. Now I know Joe Mixon has done it longer, but he also hasn't
0: has Mixon done longer or did draft it longer? They they drafted the same year.
1: I think they. Uh, I don't know. No, not I think that they, much I, longer. It, he, my consistency wise, I mean, Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. No, he's. I mean, they both. I think they have both been in the league for four years. Um, but yeah, they're both in the league for four years. But Joe Mixon's done it for pretty much, except for last year because I think he had some he had some injuries uh he did it consistently for almost all four years where aaron jones like you said wasn't great his first couple years but really poured it on the past oh yeah yeah um but it's tough to look at you know zeke kamara cmc davin cook and say hey uh i want more money than them and i I don't maybe he just didn't want to He's com- He's obviously comfortable where he's at, and sure. he just, he just didn't want to bite too much off, and you know, fail somewhere else is all I can think of.
0: I mean, look, it makes sense. I mean, I think honestly, this kind of proves more to uh, Aaron Jones wanting to win than wanting money. Yeah, because he probably honestly could have gone to the Jets or another team that needed a running back and had some cap room and said, yeah, hey, give me, you know, tried for four for 60, tried for, you know, four for 65 maybe, but he went four for 48 to so the Packers. They could afford that. Like you said, that's not – it's close to what Derrick Henry's making. Mm-hmm. Um, And he's an integral part on a team that's going to be really, really good still. Make no mistake about it. Packers don't have a lot of cap room, but they still have quite a bit of talent on that team. And who knows what else they're going to be able to manage in free agency and what they're going to do in the draft. But that's still going to be a really, really good team, and he's going to be a key part of that. Uh, So, I mean, comfort level and being on a a damn fine team and $48 million to do what you love to do. Not a bad day at the office for Aaron Jones.
1: Very true, very true. I I don't think we can move off the NFC without uh, regarding the – championship t- team uh the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what what they've been able to do and they uh, honestly they haven't done much but i think there's time for them to kind of still make some moves here uh so what do you what do you think so far on the uh Super Bowl champs
0: i think they've done well to not just throw money at everybody who was on the team last year uh, they did the smart thing. They franchise uh, tagged Chris Godwin, and I, I do agree with you. I don't that it may not be right now in the imminent future, but they're not going to let him get away. They're going to make sure they have him signed to a long term deal. Um, Shaquille Barrett. I mean, look, four for seventy two. I mean. AAV-wise, that's probably not much more than he was making per year on the franchise tag last year. So, I mean, whatever. That's kind of what the a dominant defensive disruptor is going for these days. So that's, you know, that's fine. That's, what, uh, 15, uh, 18 a year. <laughs> so he's probably pretty happy. Uh, I assume there's a pretty hefty guarantee there. But the way they structured it, they still have room. Uh they're looking at in a running back. They're still talking to Leonard Fournette, I guess. You gotta know, or at least think they're talking to you no know, James White from the Patriots with the whole Brady Gronk connection there. They re-signed Gronkowski. Uh which is, you know, a good deal for them. Although I did find it interesting. One more reason for me to say piss off Gronk. Uh <laughs> which is the reason I can be bitter towards Gronkowski and not Tom Brady. Is all we heard was he had to retire. He was too banged up, couldn't play. Then all of a sudden, Tom Brady's out of town, and he's, ooh, I can come play. i only, I only play with you, though, Tom. So then he goes down and plays with Tom Brady, gets out of his Patriots contract, is a free agent, and damn near goes and signs with the Buffalo
1: Bills. Yeah, I was just to say, apparently there was a, a, a conversation with the yeah. Bills, and that, that quickly turned into... No, I'm going back to the Bucks.
0: Yeah, Tom Brady does not play for the Bills, so that that kind of shoots down Gronk's whole idea there. Of look, I don't blame him. If I was a free agent and, and a team led by Josh Allen with all that talent was was looking at me, I'd be I'd be intrigued too. Just a matter of everything. He's like he'll say one thing and then he just goes and does the opposite. Like he doesn't think anyone remembers what he says. Uh, just kind of annoying. But it's not here nor there. So I'm gonna get off that subject. So let me uh, but, ask you a
1: question, Chris. What's that? So. Just looking at the rest of their their free agents, and we're, I'm not counting any other free agents uh, just just because we don't know exactly who they're looking at uh, as far as out, the outside free agents. If you had the choice, and, and I'm talking about reasonable dollars, not crazy contracts, right? would you sign Levante David and Sue or Leonard Fournette and Antonio Brown? Well, they've already re-signed... Levante David. I don't have that.
0: Yeah, they signed him actually before way about two weeks ago. I think it was two for twenty five or something.
1: I, I thought so, but I, yeah. I have it up as as it's still two to be determined.
0: They are they already re-signed him. So I, I don't I don't know why it would be determined because that was that was a couple of weeks ago they re signed Levante
1: David. So I thought I thought it was there, but it, it's yeah. not showing up for me. But um
0: Let me see. Hold on a second. Let me take a look. Uh huh um Levante David yep it okay, is yeah. uh yeah two years uh, two
1: for 25 yep um so would let me add and then let me alter it a little bit so okay. would you would you add if you can only either add in Dominican Sue Antonio Brown or Leonard Fournette, which which one are you bringing back? Mm. Leonard Fournette. I I have to agree with that too.
0: I think they're really good at receiver. They have Gronk. They'll have, unless they make a different move, they'll have Cameron Bray and OJ Howard back. Uh, you know, they have to think they may try to move Howard, but, uh, that running game, along with you know Brady's leadership, last year is really what helped that offense when it was sputtering. Uh, I mean, Ronald Jones and uh, Leonard Fournette were, neither one put up groundbreaking numbers, but they did what they had to do in, in certain situations. Right. And they really helped that team. Like, if they rushed 15 times for 60 yards, each one of those 60 yards was at a key point in the game, and they did what they had to do. Uh, so, I would say Fournette and Dominican Sue, look, he's had a nice career, he's bounced around. Uh, I'm not saying he's done, but I don't think he's such a key cog in that team that you diminish your running game for him. And uh, Antonio Brown, look, Antonio Brown signed a $2 million deal with him last year. Like, Antonio Brown's got to know he's not. Talent-wise, he may still have the exact same amount of talent, but with all the things he's done and the instability he's shown, uh, no team's giving him a long-term deal and locking him up. A long-term guaranteed money. Just not. Like, Antonio Brown is going to have a series of one, maybe two-year deals that are the remainder of his career, and that's what he's going to have to work with. Nobody, nobody's going to take a chance on him on a four-year, $50 to $60 million deal with half-guaranteed. Just not going to do it. He, he's not stable enough mentally. The guy, the guy's all over the place. You know, it's easy to say, I've changed and behave yourself when you have to, or else you'll be out of a job. But, Who knows how he's going to act once he's guaranteed a contract. So I think Leonard Fournette's an easy choice there. Uh, I don't... How much cap room do they still have? Uh, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. According to... uh, Well, thanks to Tom Brady's restructure, according to Over the Cap, they have $9 million left. So quite honestly, I think they could probably work it out where they could bring back two of those guys comfortably. Because Adamic and Sue's got to know he's not a premier top tier player anymore. He's very, very good. Right. But he's, if you put him on a team with the defensive players that the bucks have, he's very effective. If you go put him on the Jacksonville Jaguars, he's not the same player, right? Like he needs that talent around him. So he's got to realize he's not a 10, 12, $14 million a year player anymore. Having said that, just to spite me, somebody's probably going to sign him to a two year, $30 million contract and go full Aaron Jones. But, yeah, if I had to choose between those three, I'd take Fournette. I think Tom Brady Brady would,
1: too. I would say, uh, (laughs) yeah. I mean, we we know how Tom Brady loves Antonio Brown, but honestly, I think Tom's at the point where he'd rather have a really good running game and then kind of find a player that he's familiar with as far as wide receiver – during the trading deadline to kind of right. pick up, you know, Julian Edelman comes available. You, you know, that's the person that maybe Tom would be, would be willing to work with. You again. Shut your mouth. I'm just saying, I was just throwing a name out there. Uh, is there any other free agents in the NFC that you want to want to identify, pick apart, or are we uh we are moving on to the AFC.
0: Uh, let's see here. AFC is actually where most of the action has been. Uh, AJ right. Green to the Cardinals. Uh, the Bengals lost both AJ Green and John Ross, and you can have your own interpretation of what loss means there. <laughs> um, oh no, knock AJ Green. I mean, God, when he was when he was in his prime, unstoppable. But he's right. he's quite a few years from that with the injuries he's had. Um, but <laughs> he doesn't have to be the guy. AJ Green gets to go in there with with Larry Fitzgerald, probably. I doubt after all the years in in Arizona that Larry Fitzgerald is going to leave now. They're probably going to work something out. And then arguably, well, not arguably a top five, easily a top five, arguably the best receiver in the game, DeAndre Hopkins, along with other talent uh, that they have at the receiver position, uh, Christian Kirk and um, Um, the kid from UMass. Yeah. I always forget the poor guy's name. If you're out there, sorry, dude. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean that's that's a stacked receiver core. So all he really has to do is go in there and just stay healthy, and he'll 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 make an impact for sure. Um, but AJ Green healthy is not something you hear a lot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, one what was it, one for eight million? Are you one year for eight million? I mean, in football for football money, that's that's a steal. Take a chance with a good young quarterback and a good offense. Take a shot at it. Um, anybody else I'm seeing here? Uh, he hasn't signed. But, oh, uh, Patrick Peterson. Patrick okay. Peterson going to the Minnesota Vikings, one year for $10 million, uh leaving Arizona where he's been the first, God, what, how many years of his career? Eight, nine, ten years. Uh, anybody else? Uh, you know, you know, Kyle check got a five-year, twenty-seven million-dollar extension.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, Good for him, man. I, don't, I mean, damn,
0: hey, it, fullbacks don't get that kind of money. Good for him.
1: Uh,
0: I know every time, every time I buy a new Madden game, he's the first guy I go and trade for. <laughs> because, dude, there's so few dominant fullbacks. That just makes your running game so much better, which proves my point about Trent Williams and also, or Williamson. Sorry, I added a son to him. Trent Williams, uh, <laughs> good fullback makes your running game better. Offensive line, George Kittle being a great blocking tight end. All these things make your make your your running game better, and that's exactly what the Niners want to do. Um, they pay a guy like Jimmy G thirty million a year to hand the ball off. He may have the best job in all of sports. Uh, <laughs> the the saints re-sign james winston and restructure Taysom hill and they're gonna let them compete because the great drew Brees has gone to the quarterback farm in the sky um that of course is the announcer's box not he's not dead um or broadcasting box but uh yeah i mean nfc wise i can't think of anything else uh you got anything
1: no no i think uh think <laughs> You've been waiting
0: there for 10 minutes waiting for me to shut up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think we're good there. Um, so, uh, I, since you let me go first, I'll let you uh, take the first lead on the AFC, sir.
0: Okay. Uh, well. I mean, I, look. I know... I'm gonna sound uh like a homer. Uh-huh. Um, but to wake up the first day of the legal tampering period and see that the Patriots had signed John New Smith, and then very shortly after that, Matthew Judon. Uh, and that was only the beginning. I was very encouraged by that. And then he continued to see the signings uh <laughs> it was Bill Belichick spent more in the first three hours of free agency in 2021 than he did in the, uh than he did in the previous several years I think they said in the, in the previous 10 years he spent 350 million dollars total in all the free agency and in the first the first three hours of 2021 he spent uh, about and 140 million dollars so yeah when we when we said enjoy them being bad. Well you could enjoy them being down and out. And by the way, down and out is seven and nine. Which <laughs> look, I'm just gonna be a homer here for a minute. A lot of your shit sack teams would die to be seven and nine. <laughs>
1: That's true. That's true. Uh
0: if are down here being seven and nine, um, and then having ridiculous cap space and a coach who knows how to do it. Uh I mean, we're not gonna break down all their signings right now. I just—that's the thing that stood out to me the most—is Bill Belichick is not messing around, and he filled a lot of holes in free agency, which frees them up to perhaps do something they don't do that often in the draft, which is move up and take a quarterback. Uh, whether they do or not is, you know, a discussion for our our, our draft episodes. Uh, but man. Uh, the Patriots' moves have been, so far, for better or worse, regardless of what you think of them, the sheer volume and money spent has been the talk of free agency to this point. Uh, the the only other thing that really kind of surprised me was former Patriots offensive lineman Joe Tooney. Uh, I always want to call him Thuney. I don't know why. Uh, Joe Tooney uh, going to the team that has the never-ending salary cap apparently, which is the <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the people down there working the cap for the Chiefs are Wizards. I'm just going to say it. Um, real Wizards, not just really good. Like They're like Gandalf Wizards. Uh, signed a five-year $80 million contract. Um, look, great player in New England, man. I wish him well. Good luck. But the history of offensive linemen who do great in New England, leaving and getting a monster contract and then not performing up to that contract is a rather robust list. Um, Look, if there's a guy that can break that streak, it's Joe Tooney. But 5 for 80 is a hell of a gamble that that's going to be what happens here.
1: And I think uh, the Patriots did a great job insulating themselves by reacquiring Trent Brown, which is one of those aforementioned – former Patriots who got a big contract and didn't produce. And then they signed uh, Ted Karras. And I'm obviously Ted Karras is not a big name uh, if you're not a New England Patriots fan, but he's versatile up and down the line and has played center uh, enough to replace David Andrews, who I believe uh, with all the moves, uh, the rookie development of when you, it just makes it seem like he's on his way out. Yeah. Uh, have David to think Andrews. So. Yeah, and, and Joe Tooney, yeah, respect what he did, but I think they've, you know, whether it's going to be a, a when you, or if they feel like, uh, Isaiah win is a better guard than tackle. They kick him inside and they have a lot of options, especially with Trent Brown coming in and being that, if he can be that left tackle, he was with the Patriots a few years ago. That's it, exactly what they need. Um, uh, I'm interested in Jacksonville. And maybe sure. the first
0: time anyone said that in about four years,
1: <laughs> I, I'm interested in what, what their thought process is. Now we, we, we pre-show we broke down, we kind of went through um the differences between Jalen Ramsey and Shaquille Griffin's contracts. That being said, the talent level, I'll, although I know you have your issues with him as far as uh, what his stability is and his um, when he's going to go off the rail as far as going off on people and and could he become another uh, Darrell Rivas who will just go around trying to get the biggest money and the most money um i just don't see i know i know it was five and what was it five and a hundred we said for i believe so for um
0: ramsey yeah i think so yeah
1: so So i understand that it's the difference between five and a 103 and 40 Uh, I just don't know why they, the Jacksonville Jaguars couldn't get there with with Jalen Ramsey as far as the contract, because I think, I think he's worth it. Uh, you may disagree, but I, I think he's worth it. And I think that was a big hit to the franchise as a whole. And it really – now, did it turn out great? Yeah, because now they're going to have Trevor Lawrence. But you had to suffer through a couple years, and a bunch of people lost jobs because – we didn't want to pay Jalen Ramsey five and a hundred, but we're willing to pay Shaquille Griffin three and 40, who I do think he's good, but he didn't have a great season last year and may have dropped off a little bit as far as on that tier list of cornerbacks.
0: Yeah. I'll I'll tell you what, man. Um, I have been down on Jalen Ramsey in the past because of the attitude, Uh, but that was with Jacksonville. And seeing how they don't seem to value anybody, or I mean, just some of the exchanges that Yannick and Jaku had when he was trying to discuss would they trade him, would they sign him to an extension, it was like he could not get a hold of ownership or talk to them. Um, I can maybe see why Jalen Ramsey was a less than enamored with being in Jacksonville. If you're a player of his caliber and you continue to see them trade away talent. They're not paying you what you feel you're worth on the market. uh, And you want to be traded to a team that will. Well, he was. And they have Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald at two different levels of the defense. Arguably the best players at their position. Maybe not even arguable at times. Um, So they gave him five for 100. And that's a lot of money. However, hearing more about Jalen Ramsey, uh, he apparently is a great teammate. Um, from what you hear from people on the Rams, he is a lot, a lot of bravado. He's got a lot of swagger, but he is a great teammate. And a lot of his attitude is trying to throw off the opposing offense. A lot of guys like Dion Sanders, uh, who would, you know, were flashy and boisterous. And so whatever he's doing is clearly working. Because he's a tremendous player, and honestly, I've become a a much bigger fan of his with the Rams uh, than I ever was with Jacksonville. Uh, And I think that his attitude may have been a direct result of Jaguars management and potentially ownership. So, yeah, I, I it just doesn't make any sense to me if you're Shaquille Griffin. There's a lot of teams that have just as much cap space who could use a corner. And you're going to go sign for three and 40 on a team where you've seen they don't want to keep anybody, apparently. They don't want to pay anybody except for free, inconsistent free agents to come in. I mean, they, they, <laughs> their receiving core was one of their more solid uh, positions with DJ Shark and, uh, um, uh, Westbrook. What's his first name?
1: DD Westbrook.
0: DD uh, Westbrook, yes. And they had, uh, Couple other, some guy, a couple other younger receivers who were really good last year, and they bring in three receivers and pay them uh, pretty, pretty decent money. Um, it just makes you wonder: Do they really know what they're doing there? It's like Urban Meyer is like, "Hey, let's just pretend this is college, and we'll have Trevor Lawrence and 15 receivers, and we'll just throw the ball 50 times a game." Okay. We'll see, but that, to me, doesn't make sense. Anything makes sense as far as the Jaguars go because it's very abundantly clear they have no idea what the hell they're doing. So for them, it's like the South Park where they're trying to figure out the economy and they have all the politicians standing around the roulette wheel and they cut the chicken's head off and wherever it lands is what they decide. Right. That, to me, it's like when, when Jaguars management gets to you know, figuring out a contract. They just break out the kazoos and the chicken, and they just let the chips fall where they may. Um, Doesn't make a lot of sense for me if I'm Shaquille Griffin because there's a lot of places you could have signed. Probably gotten more money and been in a better situation. So it's kind of a head-scratcher to me personally. Um, But maybe he got more guaranteed with them than he would anywhere else. Maybe that's why he went there. Who knows?
1: And it's and Chris, to to add on, it's – it's a lot of money. Like, it's not, not a lot of money, but it's a lot of money spent on a lot of players. And maybe it'll work out, but it just, you're right. What is what is the direction? Um, two, and, two and 12 and a half for Marvin Jones. Maybe he's got something left. Maybe he doesn't. Uh, three and 14 for Jamal Agnew. I don't know what, I don't Do, know where. I don't know who the hell Jamal Agnew is. He apparently played in Detroit, but I don't remember. I'm gonna tell him. you,
0: I never heard of him, dude. I do a sports podcast, and I can name you third or fourth string receivers on most teams. Right. No disrespect to the man. I'm really not trying to be funny here. I have no idea what the hell Jamal Agnew is. And he paid 21 million
1: over three. And I hope okay. you, I'll, I'll, I hope you figure out your running back situation because, I know, and I know they have um, the uh, James Robinson, but. I don't know what you're doing, spending any money on Carlos Hyde. He's clearly not capable anymore. And all I'd say, I I don't want to, you know, I want to give Urban Meyer a chance, even though I know where this is going to end, but how many of these players, if I dug deep enough, have some connection to Ohio State? Yeah. Yeah. Because the first one I clicked on, if I remember correctly, it was uh, Carlos Hyde. Yep. Carlos Hyde, Ohio State. So I get it, what you want to do, uh, Urban. You want to bring in your guys. But let's be honest, a lot of these guys have been your guys for years. And right. college college is different than the pros, uh, you can't just rah-rah speech and get him going. They're motivated partly by how much money they get. And Carlos Hyde is on the back end of his career, but he's still gonna want reps. He's and, and if he doesn't get reps, then maybe he's just gonna want out because you know he might want that last or if they, they start bottoming out again because they're not great, he might want his release because he might want to win somewhere. And yes, right. That's quite possible. Uh I, if I were the GM, I'd just be very very aware of how you're building this team uh around Trevor Lawrence uh cuz you don't want to you don't want to destroy this kid. He could be a generational talent. I I we're, we have yet to see if that's true or not, but he could be a great talent and I just don't know what kind of direction they're going. Because I hope I think they must think their offensive line is great or at least good because they've done nothing, nothing as far as offensive line as of yet. So they might want to start tapping into that. Um there is a team I wanted to look at. We just actually discussed this um pre show because we were I am lower on this guy than you are. Uh Bud Dupree.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's another big contract. Uh what was it? Uh 5 for 82.5? Yep. Uh from goes from the Steelers where he had a really nice cushy spot in between a lot of really good defensive players. And he now joins the Tennessee Titans who struggled that defense at times last year. Um that's whew, That's a lot of money for a guy who seems really dependent on having talent around him to be a, even close to worth that kind of money.
1: I, I just, we, we went over that linebacking core, which is young and talented. We agree with that, but you know, what direction are they going? Are they on the upswing or, and that offensive uh, that defensive line? I, I don't know if that's going to be good enough. Um, they do play a base story before, so i'm sure it's, it's got similarities to what the steelers play but they don't have a talent like jj watt uh they may have a comparable talent uh, to Devin bush in richard evans i don't know what harold landry is going to be he's still still developing and he's clear, but he's clearly not the talent that tj watt is and that that defensive line for the Pittsburgh Steelers was very, very good and still is very good. And I don't know what that defensive line for the Titans is going to be any better. And as we discussed, they changed their starting cornerbacks from last year. They let both of them go to free age. They, like, they cut one, and I think Adoree Jackson – actually, I think Adoree Jackson was released too – so I, I and I know they let Kenny Ficaro go, so it's a lot. It's basically Kevin Byard, a uh, Keith By- Kevin Byard, Kevin Byard, and a reformation of their secondary, and that's yeah, that's not good for um, trying to get synced up on defense to try to install new players all over the place in the secondary, especially when Bud Dupree, his premium stat is sacking the quarterback
0: yeah can he do that without anybody else putting pressure on the offensive line to be able to get around to do that like he's not he's not a sideline to sideline tight end coverage linebacker that's not who he is um i'm gonna bring up this next guy in a second because we were both kind of surprised but it actually makes a little bit of sense if when you think about it Uh, we said we would see a lot of contracts that, although big and and, and a lot of money, uh, would not be what they could have been because of the reduced salary cap. Uh, Players who wanted to play for competitive teams were just going to take less money overall and probably have a higher guarantee, but take less in the contract uh, to assure their financial future. And with the exception of, obviously, uh, Trent Williams – who signed a 6 for 138, and I'd say even, even Joe Tooney, 5 for 80, and Bud Dupree, 5 for 82.5, and you got, uh, let's see, is that an 8 or a 6? My eyes are bad. Hold on a minute. That's a 6. All right. uh You, you saw a lot of contracts where you're like, wow, not only was that the lower years than I thought it would be, but the, the total for those years is not what I thought it would be. Uh, we did see that quite a bit. And in this situation, uh, Mr. Yannick Njaku uh, is a classic example of a player taking a short contract, probably lower overall, probably higher guarantee, and will be a free agent again in two years. We said we see a lot of one- and two-year deals, maybe even three. We did see some five- and sixes, but for the most part, those guys that weren't quite the absolute top-tier market setters are between, you know, one to three, some four years. Yannick and Jack, we signed a two-year deal with the Las Vegas Raiders for $26 million. Now, I would be more than happy with that money. Uh, I'm sure anybody listening would be more than happy with that money. But for his skill and his age, uh, I think in a normal year, he'd be signing... Uh, probably a Bud Dupree contract, 5 for 80, 5 for 85, easily. 15, 18 per. Uh, but he decided he'd be a free agent again in his 20s after this two years are up. And to be realistic, he'll probably see every single penny of that $26 million because you don't do a two year deal for that much if you don't know you can pay it. Even at his talent level, 13 million per is. Kind of a steal in the NFL. So, I know Ben is kind of a head-scratcher. He's like, wow, just two for 26 for Yannick, That's crazy. And I thought the same thing. But thinking on it, he's betting on himself like he has pretty much every step of the way. And you're talking about a guy who was a fourth-round pick, who has been dominant since he came in the league. Last year was really an outlier. He bounced around to two teams who just didn't know how to use him. And if the Raiders can figure out which shouldn't be hard for a guy with his talent level how to use this guy two for 26 is going to be a steal and his next contract is going to be much much bigger
1: yeah and i think um we can attribute some of the the downturn in uh 18 and 19 for his sack total even though he almost got double digits in both years um we can attribute that to uh, the de- the defense taking hits left and right um, as far as like losses um, but I think this year boy um, yeah eight total sacks somehow between two teams and for some reason Minnesota couldn't figure out how to use them and then Baltimore I was just stunned and they, mm-hmm. they had no clue yeah I just have to think uh, Yannick is your prototypical speed defensive end who's going to get after the quarterback. He can run defense a little bit, but he's that guy that's going to come around the corner and just terrorize your quarterback. And I think of of JPP uh, kind of uh, the same mold as him when he was younger, uh, uh, a longer but – Similar in, in Dwight Freeney, where just speed, 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 get around that corner, make those moves. Maybe this will help Yannick get through uh, to another contract, a bigger one you know, when he becomes another free agent. It's just, it's just very odd that I'm looking at a guy with the talent level he has and the talent level that he has portrayed over the past few years, and just get that.
0: I think we can we say that was steal for the Raiders.
1: Oh, absolutely, Definitely so steel. for
0: for all all we can, uh, you know, kind of throw at Chucky, John Gruden, and, and laugh at at times uh, situations like this. He proves he doesn't know what he's doing. Um, along with you know Mike Mayakus, <laughs> No Slouch, which I think he actually was a, a scout still or a draft specialist when Yannick came out of school. So, um, and the Raiders also signed John Brown to a one year deal. So that's – you know, John Brown's a guy who's immensely talented but has had some issues staying healthy. If he can stay healthy, along with Henry Ruggs III there and uh, and um, Hunter Renfro and uh, – oh, the tight end. What's his name? Um
1: uh oh Warford. My God.
0: Warford. No, 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 no. Uh, Darren Waller. Vegas Waller. Waller. You guys, you guys amazing. I can't remember his name. That's, you know – Josh Jacobs can kind of find his rookie form again. Uh, that's going to be a really, really good offense. Um, so that's it's a real nice addition at an affordable price. Uh, again, <laughs> I thought I would finally see Emmanuel Sanders in a Patriot uniform. Apparently not. He signed a one-year deal with the Bills. Again, that's a really nice addition. He's going to pretty much. He's not as fast as as uh, John Brown. But really good hands, very dependable, really smart player. And he's not exactly slow either. But uh, that's a really nice addition. He and he and Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley and whoever else they bring in or have are gonna be some nice weapons for Josh Allen. And let's see here. Uh Sanders, Brown, Tooney, Dupree. Uh Chargers protecting their young quarter back. Uh, Justin Herbert, How, I cannot remember names right now, my God. I'm looking at these names on this list so long, I can't remember anybody who's not on this list. Uh, Justin Herbert has a new center, Corey Lindsey, uh, five for 62 and a half. I believe that makes him the highest paid center in football. Uh, he left the Packers uh, to go to the Chargers, so went from a future Hall of Fame quarterback to the rookie of the year and uh, Offensive rookie of the year. And with the Chargers, so... Kind of a lateral move for Corey Lindsey and a lot of money, so good for him. Uh, let's see. Bengals, Trey Hendrickson, 4 for 60. That's a nice chunk of change there. Uh, kind of bolsters their defense a bit. Uh, and the Jets. The Jets.
1: You want to take this one? Well... This is, this is a head scratcher as far as the franchise as a total, but we we've known that for quite a while, with the jets are, um, but their big free agent splash is a uh, Corey Davis three for 37 and a half. And it's not crazy dollars because that's kind of what Hunter Henry signed for the Patriots. Uh, but it's more about that's the choice they made. That's the – that's – because I talked about last year them needing to draft wide receivers. They need to draft – they need to sign free agents because they lost Robbie Anderson. Anderson. Uh Because Quincy and Numa cannot stay on the field. And that's legit reasons. Uh Even though the Jets don't believe it, it's legit reasons why he can't be on the field. And I just don't – I just don't see – They signed Pat Effling as a guard to help. They
0: signed – I mean, they did sign Carl Lawson as well for the Uh, Bengals.
1: I apologize. Pat Effling signed with the Carolina Panthers. He was on on the Jets. So, realistically, they've done done nothing. Carl Lawson and and Corey Davis, okay? I mean, Carl Lawson's not nothing. No, but, I mean, they've done nothing for – uh, Sam Darnold. I don't know what they b- their <laughs> yeah, belief in.
0: Uh, you're assuming he's going to be their quarterback.
1: I am assuming there uh, that he is going to be their quarterback. But you 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 set your you've signed a guy who has career in four years, two hundred and seven receptions. Corey Davis was a, a first round pick, fifth fifth overall, Chris.
0: Oh, I know because trust me, for the first two years of his career, I drafted him high in fantasy because I thought he had a lot more value. That's actually why I'm a little bit more negative on him. I actually like him as a player uh, when he's healthy. I don't think he's a bad pickup for the Jets. Like I said, the money's not outlandish. Uh, it's the fact of that's your guy. Some of the guys you could have resigned over the years and and, and kept, who I feel are better. Like I'd rather have Robbie Anderson than Corey uh, Corey Davis, to be honest with you. And they let. Robbie Anderson walk and they bring in Corey Davis. Now, if it ends up, you know, game one, week one, Corey Davis is their second or third wide receiver, okay. No, no big deal. That's fine. Right. Uh if it <laughs> if it turns out that they think he's their number one, well, that's that's a bit of a different story now because he's not a number one and he's proved he's not a number one
1: and and I'll add on to this Chris and this is going to be a little a sneak peek into the draft. And I know they have they have Jameson Crowder still. But he's not a number 1 either Chris. You agree no. with that? Yeah, I agree with that. So the only hope is there's two hopes, okay? Cuz we are we're, we're pretty much both set on the fact that they need to get themselves a number 1. So here's their choice. They can either Go all in with the rest of their cash and get Kenny Galladay, or with the number two pick, move down a couple slots, gamble, and get Jamar Chase, and that's their options.
0: Well, let's let's be real though. They they have a lot of money in the cap. They could easily sign Kenny Galladay and still bring out their talent. They don't have to just say Kenny Galladay and that's it.
1: No, they could bring other talent underneath. But I'm I'm talking about that guy. They need that guy. They haven't had that guy for Sam Darnold his entire career. And we like Robbie Anderson. He's a good piece. He's a two. He's not a one. He's a two. Right. It's like you paired Robbie Anderson with Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel is now going to the Washington football team, which we believe, and I think uh, I think uh, Steve Smith uh, Sr. also said, Terry McLaurin's a one. He just needs someone yes, to pair with. Yes, I agree with that. I
0: agree with and, that and, and,
1: and I think you'll see Curtis Samuel kind of bloom a little bit more in Washington. Just like if the Panthers had a number one to pair with Robbie, I think you'd see a little bit more out of him. I I, I need to see the Jets go get their number one. And there's two options. There's Jamar Chase and there's Kenny Holliday. Because Devontae Smith from Alabama is not a number one. He's a nice player. I know he won the Heisman. And anyone after that, it's, you know, maybe he'll find somebody, but.
0: I think you pick up the phone. Yeah. And you call the Chicago Bears. And you work on a deal for Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson's a one. If you have Allen Robinson and then Crowder and then Corey Davis, Right. Now you have a really nice receiving core, along with the draft picks to bring in a nice young running back, potentially another receiver or a lineman, and then you're talking about a whole different offense. Because I still don't think we've seen the best of Sam Darnold. We have a lot of fun with the Jets here, we're Patriots fans. It's, it's only natural. We try to we try to keep it even, right? Uh, but we go a little over the top sometimes. But realistically, I don't think we've seen the best from Sam Darnold. I don't think he's Patrick Mahomes, but I also don't think he's you know. um I don't know. Just as bad as he's played,
1: honestly. He's not Mark Sanchez. And and realistically, Chris, just because he has a franchise tag on him doesn't mean you have to give up two first-round picks. You can work out a deal with your yes. team right. and bring that, value, bring that down. Because in all honesty, we know who has the leverage in that situation. It's Allen Robinson. And the team's trying to trade for him because – he doesn't want to, he's not going to sign it and he doesn't want to be there. So,
0: and the Bears, despite having a lot of talent, have mismanaged their funds and they have a lot of talent in the places that aren't helping them win games right now. I mean, Khalil Mack is a generational talent a linebacker, but they've done nothing to put talent on offense to get the best out of his prime years. So the Bears need draft picks to rebuild. Allen Robinson doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to sign. Well, I I I can't say he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to sign the franchise tender and they can't afford him uh if they just sign him to a long-term deal. So the Jets have the draft picks. They need receivers. Call the Bears and say, "Hey, look. We'll give you the 22nd overall pick." I think that's what they have, 22 or 23. 23. 23. 23. And you know, um a conditional, I don't know, fourth, fifth-round pick. You send this over Allen Robinson in a third or fourth-round pick in a couple of years, and we'll take them off your hands, and you get a first-round pick out of it. I mean, it's worth a shot if you're the Jets. I mean, what have you got to lose? They say no, and then you're right back where you were anyways. So I don't I don't think... I still think they're potentially in a running for Deshaun Watson with all the picks they have. Uh, based on what I've been hearing... Deshaun Watson doesn't have any interest in going to the Jets. Uh, apparently, he's interested in the 49ers or the Broncos. So, um, I, who knows? These are all just reports. It's not actually coming from him. It's all sources, quotations. I don't think the best thing for them is to go trade all that. I think the best thing is to use those picks smartly and rebuild with their new coach and their new you know, management structure. That's the way to do it. That's how you build a team that lasts. Uh, but I, I, I mean, Carl Lawson, nice pick, three for forty-five. Um, kind of funny the Bengals let him walk and then try and sign Trey in. So <laughs> whatever. uh it's pretty much the same. Yeah, three for forty-five and four for sixty. So fifteen AAV. It's the same money. Um, and then Corey Davis, like I said, not, not. It's not the money that's outlandish. Because look, he has potential, and maybe you'll unlock that potential in the Jets' offense if they make some moves. It's possible. Um, it's actually about the same as the Patriots. We're gonna get there now because <laughs> there's. I just
1: want to touch on one thing, Chris. Before what's we... that? So, I think the move for the Pan- uh, for the Panthers for the Jets is to. Take that number two pick and drop down.
0: Oh, yeah. You I have, yeah. you
1: have, you have. So, so there are multiple quarterbacks on in play at that point. After Trevor Lawrence, he's gone at number one. There's multiple quarterbacks in play. You can hold one of these teams hostage for a period of time. Don't, don't get greedy. Just, just make your move when you feel you can strike move down one or two spots, and then get Jamar Chase. Like, it it is doable. You don't go below uh, six or seven because that's the Eagles at six and the Lions at seven. Well, now you're talking about two teams that need that guy.
0: Here's the thing, though. If they're not really sold, if they make the right moves before the draft and they're not really sold, that uh, they're going to be able to get what they want for it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, or excuse me, they're not sold that the player they could get is worth more than what they could potentially get for the pick. That's what I was trying to say. They have a lot of guys who a lot of teams really want and really need. And with the two pick, they could trade that two pick for two first round picks. They could trade it to somebody and get in the, the you know, even if it's the low, low to mid-teens, and then their first-round pick next year as well. Yeah. For somebody to move up uh, to two and take Zach Wilson and take Justin Fields and take Penny Soell. I, I think I said it wrong. You
1: said it right. Did you I? Oh, wow. Right. I'm shot.
0: Sorry to first. first. Um, Jamar Chase, if that's, that's what you're looking for. There's a lot of talent at the top end of this draft, and they have the two picks. So if they don't feel that the player they're going to take is going to help their team more than – more potential first-round picks. They could just flip that that second overall pick for more picks. Look, they already they lost uh, Trevor Lawrence by winning a couple of games, uh, and I know people are all over him on that, but these guys don't want to lose as much as they've been losing, and they have pride. So that is what it is. <laughs> Trade it. If you're not gonna take one of those guys, because look, if, you were, if, if the, you're the Jets and you're gonna just get rid of Sam Darnold and you think Zach Wilson's your guy, or you think Justin Fields is your guy, then by all means take them and 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 move them along and and uh, develop them to what you want them to be. Good for you. If not, there is no reason to stay there and take it. Trade it now. Trade it. Why teams are still look. Trade it. Why teams are still trying to fill positions in free agency because whoever has the two pick has a lot of options, and that's going. There are going to be teams that are willing to say, "We don't have to worry about quarterback. We don't have to so much worry about receiver because we know we're going to be able to get this guy." Yeah, and they'll be willing to make that move. So, to me, the move is not to trade all those picks for Deshaun Watson. The move is to trade that two pick for at least two more first-round picks, and if you're lucky. And you find a situation like a few years ago, like the Bears were willing to trade the farm to move up one pick to take Mitchell Trubisky. Sorry, I can't say it without laughing. Uh, in a draft that also included Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, who were drafted after him. Um, <laughs> then, you know, you could end up really making out well for a pick you didn't really want, anyways. Um, All right. Ready to get into the Patriots here? Sure. All right. Now, I think uh, Boston uh, sports imploded a couple days ago. It did. uh, Because even as a Patriots fan, uh, Boston sports fans, and uh, especially the cesspool that is Boston sports radio, uh, and I mean cesspool in the most vile and um, (laughs) unflattering way, not a fan if you can't tell. Uh, (laughs) it's just awful. I mean, look, I love the Patriots. I love the Red Sox. Uh, I'm really not a, I don't really follow hockey, but I'm always, you know, it's always cool to see the Bruins win to the home team. If I have to, you know, if I'm going to root for a team, I'm glad it's them. Same with the Celtics. Uh, (laughs) but my God, there is no more, uh, knee jerk or vile venom filled person than, a Boston sports radio host who did not have exactly what they want to have happen happen. Um and the Patriots re-signed Cam Newton. Um, look, no secret. Ben and I have both said Cam is not the answer long term. However, there are some factors to consider. And when everybody to a man on that team and an organization is saying the same thing, he's great, we love him, he's the hardest worker there. He's a positive influence. We want him back. You don't hear anybody on the Chicago Bears saying, we want Mitchell Trubisky
1: back. Uh, no, no. You don't. I'm sure,
0: hey, I'm sure he's a nice dude. Probably really a really nice kid. I'm sure people want to go out and have a beer with him. That's great. They don't want him quarterback on their team. So when you struggle the way Cam struggled last year, and you still have players, this many players, knowing he potentially could be the quarterback, still coming into the team as free agents. Uh, By the way, we're not talking with a lack of options. The guys they signed, John U. Smith, Hunter Henry, Matthew Judon, these guys had options. They came to the Patriots knowing he would be the starter.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: So when you add that to all the people who have his back saying, hey, he's a great guy, he wasn't the same after he got COVID last year, he just couldn't get and he said it himself, he just couldn't get his head back in the game, he couldn't figure it out, his timing was off, he just wasn't right, and you could see it on the field after 2 weeks last year everybody including that cesspool that is boston sports radio were calling for cam to yeah. sign a long-term massive extension because he was playing so well they were only 1 and 1 but he was playing at a high level then he gets covid goes out misses a week comes back and he does not look the same his throws are very erratic he did not he was inconsistent as all hell so people wanted him gone i like cam I think Kim's. I've been saying this for a long time. He's a quality human being. All the stuff he does for charity. Uh, before you go on, you want to knock this guy for throwing a bad pass. Go look at some of the stuff he does to help his community to be a good dude. I want the team to win as much as anything. Be upset at him on the field. Don't make it personal. This is a good guy. Um, It's a one-year, $5 million deal. So everybody, calm the hell down. They didn't pay him like a starting quarterback. Andy Dolan got $10 million from the cash-strapped Chicago Bears. If everything goes perfectly, perfectly, Cam does great. Cam makes the pro ball. Cam's, uh leads them to the AFC Championship. Cam and the Patriots are in the Super Bowl, and they win. At max, this is a one-year $14 million deal, at max. At minimum, if they cut him before the season starts, and someone picks him up, all they owe them is $1.5 million and they're clean, clear of the contract. That's it. This is so low-risk, high-reward, it's not even funny. They're going to bring someone else in. It is not going to be just Cam and Jared Stidham, and that's it. It was last year because they didn't have the room and the cap to maneuver. They have the room and the cap to maneuver. They have the draft pick, along with potentially a player or their picks down the road. But they might be able to move up, take another quarterback, or take a chance on someone to develop somebody. I said before we started recording, maybe call Jacksonville and Gardner Minshew. Have Gardner Minshew, have Cam Newton, and then draft somebody and develop them. Have a true competition. Look, Tom Brady's not coming through that door. He's not. We had 20 years with him. They were great years. Dude's gone now. Got to move on. Can't be mad at Cam. He's not Tom Brady. You know who is Tom Brady? Nobody except Tom Brady. We got spoiled. So let's let's be a little bit more fair here, and give this guy a shot with a full off season, a training camp, OTAs, time to work out with his teammates, and not just say after not being able to practice two weeks after he signs, throw him on the field and say, "Oh, be Tom Brady." It's my rant. I don't know. I just got off on a tangent there. But <laughs> anything you want to add, or are you sleeping over there?
1: I, 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 just, I didn't want to interrupt, Chris. <laughs> you, were, you, were on, you were on a roll. Um, no, I, I think we're taking well, – I'm sorry. What the Patriots are doing, they're taking taking this team back to the the earlier part of the dynasty, uh, the two tight end set. That's why they're also looking at Leonard Fournette and Chris Carson mm-hmm. potentially. Yep. Um, this is also a side factor that Damian Harris and Sony Michelle have history uh, history of issues with injury. So that being said, I I think they've parted um, their money on both sides of the ball. Um, Maybe not evenly, but they've, they've made it clear that that they need to have both sides of the ball um, need help. You know, Trent Brown trade, Ted Karras, John U Smith, Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, all on the offensive side. And then you have Judon, Jalen Mills, uh, Dvorakic on the defensive line, uh re-signing Van Noy uh just today. And then factor in, as you point out every time, um uh, the COVID returns, with the yes. exception with the exception of Marcus Cannon, because they traded Marcus Cannon to the the Texans. Um, I think it's balanced and this this truly gives Bill the option on leading up to and on draft day to take that fifteen pick and say, What do I want to do with it? Do I wanna let the draft board just come to me and I'm gonna pick up the one of the best defensive players because there's five quarterbacks. There may not all be first round picks but they're going to be gone before I pick. That's a high probability. Yeah. Um, Are a couple of these receivers, you know, Davante Smith and Jalen Waddle, both have red flags as far as size and injury, but they look like they're going to be gone before the Patriots pick. And if you don't need offensive line, you only need Penny Swell. And now you're looking at, now you're in prime position to get a, a really talented defensive player, or as you point, pointed out earlier, take what you have, move up to four or five if you have the artillery to get up there and get your quarterback if you really want to do that. But personally, I, I, I don't know if they're going to go that direction. But it does give them the the enviable position of just doing whatever they want to do in the draft, which should scare the league because just this last year they were beaten up. They were almost practically tarred and feathered and and treated like second-rate citizens because everyone was just enjoying the deconstruction of the New England Patriots. And we said it multiple times, just wait. Joy YLS. And it didn't last long.
0: I don't no. I don't think
1: I, this is this is putting together This is putting together some pieces that could really could really scare especially Matthew Judon. That's that's an interesting pickup.
0: Look, and here's the thing Matthew Judon, just on his own, is a great player and a talent and, and a guy who can really put pressure on the quarterbacks, which is what they desperately need. We also have a guy going into his third year called named Chase Winovich, who is not a Matthew Judon, but a guy who can pressure the quarterback. You know what he needs? He needs his uh, Bud Dupree to TJ Watt. Now, I don't think Winovich is as good as either one of those two. I'm not trying to say that, but he has his guy to put pressure on a quarterback from the other side to make things easier on him. Yeah. Because the minute that you start, you know, the minute that a, sp- a leak springs in the dam, all of a sudden, Puts a lot more pressure everywhere else. Um, I'm not a physicist. I'm just, you know, physicist. <laughs> Architect is what I meant. <laughs> wow, way off. Um, but, I mean, <laughs> it just makes sense. If you, It's like, you know, if you have to double cover this guy because he's, he's killing your quarterback, well, then it makes it easier for this guy. Um, then you add Don Hightower coming back. And you add... Getting Kyle Van Noy back in the mix, who, look, didn't do great in Miami, but he is a great fit in the Patriots' system. You bring Dietrich Weiss back, and you have Patrick Chung back, who knows the system. McCordy, You bring in Jalen Mills, one of the most versatile corners. Is he the best cover corner in the league? No. One of the most versatile corners in the league, though, to have J.C. Jackson. And imagine if they don't end up moving uh, um, Stephon Gilmore. You're talking about a defense that could be elite level, and who knows what they're going to bring in in the draft or what else they have in free agency. They still have to cap them to bring in two more high-impact players.
1: And I think um, there's one one point we uh, we need to highlight, Chris, is Bill loves competition, right? Yep. All right, so you bring back that middle linebacker, you bring back uh, Dante Hightower and Kyle Van Noy. That puts pressure on Juwan Bentley to actually mm-hmm. perform. And then, as you pointed out, Chase Vinovich, well, you also have to point out Anthony Jennings and Josh Uche. Two draft picks from last yes, year. Yes. Yeah, yep. So now
0: Oh and bro- <laughs> oh, and uh the kid they drafted in the second round. Duggar. Kyle oh, Duggar who looked damn good last year. Right. He's gonna have another year under his belt. So his defense is
1: really good shape. But it's all about it's gonna be all about competition, Chris, because then you, you bring you you point out Kyle Duggar. He got a lot of run last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, he's gonna need to fight for that spot because Patrick young is back. Signing Jalen Mills, Jalen Mills is is a pseudo safety corner. I'm just saying, the young kids are going to have to fight for their spots, and that's and that's, what, by, that's
0: by design. That's not yes. that's not a mistake. That's what Belichick wants.
1: Bill's willing to spill. Bill Belichick's willing to spend the money on Matthew Judon to to make sure that. He can have Anthony Jennings, Josh Uche, mm-hmm. Jace Vinovich, all fight for that that time, and you might see Matthew Judon on the sideline here and there to get a blow, and that'll that'll enhance the performance of, of the whomever else is on the field because they're they know their limit, their options are, are their sorry, their time is going to be limited, and that's again by design and this is what bill wants he wants he did the same thing in tight end chris i, I don't know what lacoste what lacoste's contract status is i don't know what um who's the other guy that i'm i can't remember i don't even know if he's on the team anymore but uh the other tight end that they've had for a while yeah uh but and that's asiasi and dalton keen they're gonna be fighting for that third spot
0: I was just about to say that. Never underestimate how much that can help a player progress and develop and how much not having the pressure of having to be the guy for a player trying to develop can help them develop and give them confidence. Look, at look, Johnu Smith is not Rob Gronkowski. No. But he can do some things after the catch. He's not a terrible blocker. Uh, I love the pickup. I think he fits right into the Patriots' system. He is a versatile player who can move. He's not a big, slow, lumbering tight end. (laughs) Hunter Henry? Look, if it isn't for the... I honestly believe this. I know people are going to laugh when I say this. I truly believe this. If it wasn't for all the injuries that Hunter Henry Henry had, I've been high on him for years. I love the fact he's on the Patriots. If it wasn't for the injuries, this guy would be up there with the Kelsies and the Kittles. Look at his stats when he played before he started getting the injuries. He was killing it. He was awesome. Is he that right now? No. Absolutely not. But this guy is an impact player. And if you don't have to have him shoulder the whole load, he's going to do big things in that offense. And Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry are going to make it a lot easier for Dalton Keene and Devin Asiasi, the two 2020 Patriot uh, tight end uh, draft picks, to develop and learn from two guys who really know how to do it. And it's going to make them even better. And don't think Belichick won't carry four tight ends on the roster because he will.
1: I, I, I'm i wondering that myself too. I think they need to both expand themselves um, onto the special teams to really guarantee that. Um. And I'll just finish off with two wide receivers, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne. Ah, that's where I was going too. That's good. Works out. Um, Not a lot of money guaranteed. So they could easily be cut at training camp. There is a lot of wide receivers and not a lot of position. I think the boost pressure is going to be on Nikhil Harry. Yeah. Especially, especially with those rumors that were – Teams were calling on him. Well, you don't call if there's not some lingering thought that the Patriots might be able be acceptable to trading him. But I think there's a lot of pressure. I think Jacoby Myers is is positioned well as a good number two, Mm -hmm. and it's just on Nikhil Harry. You know, Nelson Aguilar could take some of his reps. Kendrick Bourne could take some of his reps. I, I I would be concerned. If I were uh, Nikhil Harry, you know where my status is, and if he if you don't see progression during training camp during OTAs, I I don't know where he's gonna be for this team.
0: Yeah, I I I hope he gets a chance because I think the kid has more to offer still than he's been able to show. I think there's been a lot of circumstances not working in his favor his first two years between injury and then Cam not being Cam and and just. It, it, it's been tough on him. I hope they don't just cut bait and trade him uh, unless they can get something good for him, which I got to say right now, based on his on-field performance, um, I don't really know what they could get, but I have really high hopes for him. I really hope they keep him and see what he has. Uh, I I like both the Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar pickups. Um, look, they're not the biggest name free agents, but Kendrick Bourne is an exceptionally good blocking wide receiver. And I saw an article where somebody said, oh, that's that's not even important at all. Who cares about that? Who cares about being able to block? Well, wide receivers start at the line. Yeah, Running game starts at the line. So if you, you know, <laughs> you use this appropriately, which Bill Belichick, you know, and spoiler, knows how to do. Uh, this guy can really help the running game, which is something the Patriots do want to do. Uh, obviously, they still want to be able to throw the ball, which is why they picked up the receivers and the tight ends they did. But... They want a complete well-rounded offense. That's what that's what these pickups tell me. Uh, love the Johnny Smith pickup. Love, 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 love the Hunter Henry pickup. Uh, I, there's not really a single pickup I've seen them, seen them pick up where I was like, oh, God, they got that guy. Some are questions. Look, Nelson Aguilar was a flop with the Eagles. Was not impressive. Uh, and this isn't dump on the Eagles hour, but let's be real. Uh, the Eagles wide receiver core the last couple years, uh, including the time they had Aguilar, was not exactly uh, used (laughs) well, to to put it nicely. Um, So I'm interested to see what Aguilar – I think Aguilar and Bourne are the perfect fit for the Patriots. They're two guys – look, neither one of those guys is going to get 100 catches for 1,500 yards. You're going to have two guys who probably get somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 to 60 catches for – five to 700 yards, and a handful of touchdowns. You're going to get the same out of Julian Edelman. You're probably going to get the same out of – uh. you just said his name. Um, the other Myers. kid. Myers. Toby Myers. Demir Bird's a free agent. I don't think he'll be back. No. But here's the thing. I don't think the Patriots are done at wide receiver. I don't think they're going to get Kenny Galladay. That's not what I'm saying. They don't have – they don't have – they don't have the the offense that requires a number one stud receiver. They don't have the offense that requires a number one stud running back. They're not going to go out and get a trade for Ezekiel Elliott. It's just not how Bill Belichick runs his football team. Um, But they're going to get somebody else, whether via trade or free agency, to come in and be closer to a number one. And if you have... A couple of threes, a couple of solid twos, and a guy who's a borderline number one, and an offense that can run the ball and they can play some defense really well. You got a team that can do a lot of damage and do, you know, go a long way. So I don't know if anything's going to be as impactful as signing, you know, the, the two top tight ends and Matthew Judon within a 24 hour period, but they're going to make a few more moves that are going to make this team even better. And all I can say is, uh, Wow, I, I really hope y'all had fun last year. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a fanboy for a minute. I hope y'all had fun last year, laughing at them and uh, dancing on their grave, because <laughs> the sequel is about to start.
1: Well, Chris, I, I, I'm interested to see if your prediction comes true. Uh, just scrolling through what's left at wide receiver, there's not really anyone I would. Considering number one anymore. guy.
0: there's an unhappy player in Chicago.
1: I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. Free agent-wise, I, 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 T.Y. Hilton and Juju Smith-Schuster are the, like the top. And T.Y. is not on one anymore, and Juju's never been a one. If but, Juju get
0: his head out of his ass and stay off TikTok, I'd I mean, happily take Juju as a strong number two with Aguilar and Bourne and the other weapons, and I think that would be awesome.
1: But you know he's not going to.
0: No. He's going to be... He's getting Antonio Brown his way into an early retirement.
1: But you're right; uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, Allen Robinson could be a viable option. It's the same instance with, with um, the Jets. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you want, if Bill wants to, you could drop down in the draft. Uh, if a team's desperate enough, pick up a first round next year. Especially, uh, Bill's done this before. He doesn't like the players in that spot. So he drops down, and then he again he doesn't like the players in that spot. He drops down. He could easily drop down, drop down a couple spots, take that pick that he had. He gets them this year, flip it to Chicago, and then he has a uh, first round pick next year on top of the one that they already own. For Absolutely, next year. It, it's it's all possible. Will it happen? Uh, we don't know, but we've seen the history of, of Bill Belichick moving down mostly uh but taking opportunity when opportunity uh strikes and if alan robinson's available and he's not happy and bill can maybe give him a contract that he, he he likes it's possible uh i don't think so but
0: Look, I'm not. I'm not saying that's my prediction. I'm saying it's it's just an option. Right. I don't like. I don't like the. Uh, look, when I talk about Odell Beckham Jr. coming from Cleveland, I don't like that move. Uh, look, oh, I've never seen anybody survive off a good year and a half, and be considered elite still more than Odell Beckham Jr. I have nothing against the guy, but my right. God, he has not been that dominant number one in half a decade. Let's stop treating him like he's. You know, DeAndre Hopkins or Michael Thomas or Devontae Adams. Like, there's, you know, there's there's players, uh, like I said, a strong number two. Maybe you bring in a T.Y. Hilton. Maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe they don't make a move. Maybe they trade for somebody. Maybe they get somebody in the draft. I just don't think they're quite done yet. I don't know what that move is, but it'll probably be something that's under the radar, a la, right. like, a Chris Hogan pickup. Adam Humphreys is available. They wanted Adam Humphreys when he left Tampa, and he didn't. He wanted to go for the money to uh, Tennessee. Tennessee cut him. He's available. Hasn't been great in a couple of years, but that's not a passing offense. So maybe you see an Adam Humphreys come in like a Chris Hogan, like a like a uh, you know Wes Welker was laughed at when they traded for him. Belichick will find these guys and make them into something. And you add Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, whatever Nikhil Harry can be, whatever Edelman has left. And, uh, God, I forgot his name again.
1: Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers.
0: I'm sorry, Jacoby Myers. I, 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 I'm I, a big fan of yours. I think you're a really good player. But uh, my memory, I just can't remember your name. I'm sorry. Uh, him and, and somebody else in. you got a good receiving core that's pretty steady. And if you lose one of those guys, really not the end of the world. The other guys can pick up the slack.
1: And the offense is going to be built strictly around those two tight ends i think yes yes let's not, forget, said, those,
0: let's not forget those guys as receiving weapons also right.
1: and, and i think we're going to see not quite the baltimore ravens offense but we're going to see some similarities with with how the ravens are running their offense to what the patriots are going to do not exact but there's going to be some definitely there's going to be some three tight end sets And I think your possibility of four tight ends is not out of the realm of possibility. I I, I don't know. You see Belichick going five wide with a running back and four tight ends. (laughs) That would be
0: ridiculous.
1: (laughs) Is it not? It's not out of the realm of possibility. But um, I, I think overall, we got what we expected out of this free agency. Yes um a little honestly odd. more
0: than i expected i didn't expect it to be this impactful this soon Right. right.
1: i i think we've seen some surprises uh definitely yannick's contract signing was a surprise uh but we're still waiting we're still waiting we're gonna kenny galladay is definitely gonna get his money but where are the rest of those wide receivers gonna slide in behind him right and, is, and we just brought him up. Is Juju going to get the money that he thought he was going to get? Uh,
0: I don't know. I think Juju might have to sign a year or two deal and uh, see what happens.
1: But there's a lot of players still available. Um, not as much money as was before left. And then we're going to have to see what uh, a couple of these teams that are negative. And uh, if someone could call Philadelphia and let them know, Free agency has opened.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, (laughs) they don't take IOUs in free agency, so I don't know (laughs) if they're going to be able to do anything. (laughs) Well, that, I don't know. I'm I'm good. If you're all set. Yeah. That's going to wrap it up for our 2021 NFL free agent special bonus show, whatever you like to call it. I hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, we weren't weren't sure how long we were going to go and went about twice as long as our – our show this week, episode 121. So, hopefully we didn't disappoint. Hopefully you guys were entertained. Uh, And let's not forget, we do this because there's such a high volume of signings around the first couple of days that it needs its own show. But there will be other signings, and there will be a lot more news before all the dust settles. So, make sure you keep, you know, keep uh, keep listening as you see the episodes come out. I always say uh, tune in, but you're not really tuning into a podcast. You're downloading it feels yeah. weird to say keep downloading because it's automatic. So I really don't know what to say, but we'd appreciate it if you keep listening. We promise we're going to be as entertaining as possible, and uh, we're going to have all the free agent news throughout the off season, into the draft, into the next season, and <laughs> do it all over again next free agency period. So, uh, if you have any questions or comments, or would like to laugh at me for my continued wrong takes on Aaron Jones, Ben, where can to get in touch with us?
1: Well, you can hit us up on Twitter. That's at BCTS Facebook, Ben and Chris talk sports or the website, BCTS Thank you once
0: again for listening. We had a great time doing this. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, please tell a friend. And if you have not done so yet, and you feel so inclined, leave a rating and a review for Ben. I am Chris. Please stay safe, stay healthy. And we will see you right back here Wednesday.
1: Thank you.